The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transformed their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning and welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And all of you out there listening today who are entrepreneurs, who are small business owners, who are trying to run your businesses and also have small children, you're in for a real treat because our guest today, Heather Shook, is the CEO and founder of leading children's brand Glamajama, but she's also a respected and admired mom entrepreneur. Despite her lack of fashion or business experience, she was able to turn her failed eBay hobby into a multi-million dollar company. And we're going to find out today how her children's fashion line has become one of the favorites of celebrities, how she's been able to have her line sold at hundreds of boutiques throughout the states and overseas, with exclusive lines being sold nationally at a few stores I bet you've heard of, Target, JCPenney, Sears, Bye Bye Baby, Bed Bath & Beyond, Amazon, Nordstrom's, Barney, the list goes on. In 2010, Heather launched the mom community website, GlamaLife.com. It's a 50,000-plus online community that encourages its members to indulge in the Glamour lifestyle. And as you might guess, she's also a full-time stay-at-home mom to her 10-year-old son, 8-year-old daughter, and 6-year-old son. Shook's work and history have been featured on the Today Show, Oprah, The Early Show, USA Today, Access Hollywood, Entertainment Tonight, Extreme Makeover, Home Edition, Fox and Friends, Only in America, Entrepreneur Magazine, and now Blog Talk Radio. So welcome to the show today, Heather. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about getting a chat with you today. Well, absolutely, I am too. I want to hear your personal story. As I as I introduced you, we were talking about your failed eBay hobby and how this led into this multi-million dollar line of clothing that's just been embraced by major department stores by celebrities uh it's just gone it's it's just gone crazy but at one point things weren't so well so what is your story what happened that finally allowed you to take your life back and transform that bad period to renewal and and the place that you're at now well, really, my story is um, it's, a, it's an evolution that has happened over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went through a lot of, you know, struggles with the business early on, um, you know, but way back in uh, September of 2003 is when I tried my luck with eBay, and, and that didn't turn out too well. Um, but, you know, I was able to, you know, quickly um, kind of uh, reevaluate things and get right back into it. And then that's when I really started to go off on this trajectory with Glamajama. And, and we started getting the celebrity fans. We started working with a lot of, you know, high-profile uh, retailers, the, the, the media interest. Everything just really exploded. And it was, it was amazing. And as an accidental entrepreneur, it was, it was just – I was in complete awe of the success of the company, and I was really, um, you know, I was caught up with 
chasing after that that dream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where things got a little bit, you know, complicated and where things got off track is I didn't have work-life balance. As I was chasing after all these, you know, these big moments with my business, I was really missing out on, you know, quite a few crucial moments with, with my life and, and right. with my kids. Right. Um, I mean, during those those 10 years, you know, I had my three children. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't have a, a, a framework for keeping it all in check. And this, about four years ago, it really kind of imploded on me. Mm-hmm. And I was... I was in a situation where the the 80-hour work weeks were catching up with me. I was completely yeah. burnt out on my business. I, you know, I just, everything that that I was so passionate about and really made me just jump out of bed in the morning was gone. And right. well, I, in spite I, of I, all of your success, in spite of all of the, uh, the, the notoriety you were getting and the, the orders, you weren't happy. Exactly. Exactly, and this really all came full circle on my on my thirty second birthday. It was, you know, birthdays are always a you know time of introspection and, and reflection. Right. And and as I sat there, you know, surrounded by you know my family, my three little kids, and you know, it, it just all hit me at once. And there was a lot of of realities where I wasn't, you know, living. I wasn't happy. I, w- I kept on thinking, oh, if I do this, I'll get to this point. Oh, if I could do- get this done. It was always that carrot, that, that mirage yeah. that I kept on reaching out for. And I really made a promise to myself that I was no longer going to be hoping for happiness. I was hell-bent on creating it. Mm-hmm. And I really, I mean, as, as scary as it was, I completely unplugged from everything. I um, hit the reset button with my business. I shut down my website. I um, canceled custom orders, um, all the you know the production orders I had at the factories. Mm-hmm. I, I canceled them. I mean, it was, it was an extremely terrifying moment, but it was something that I had to do. The right. biz- I was not running the business. The business was running me. And, you know, it's funny. We talk a lot about work-life balance, and it's, you know, it, and it's like, oh, I, you know, it's, it sounds like something that would be a bonus. And it's like, oh, if I could have work-life balance. But, you know, work-life balance is not about having more free time. It's about having a life with no regrets. It's yes. about not missing a childhood. And it's, it's about, you know, <laughs> having our health. I mean, and I was faced with a lot of those realities. I was under so much stress um, emotionally, physically, psychologically, hormonally after having kids and nursing um, that I was in a, I mean, having a complete health crisis. I had this unexplained neurological illness that was leaving me with these bouts of partial paralysis, vision loss. Um, I was, you know, moments of disoriented. And, I mean, they were talking about putting me on disability. Wow. And, and and I mean, and, and, and um, you know, you have these moments where you know the machine just those gears keep on turning and turning and turning, and you and you just keep on getting pulled, and yeah. then all of a moment you have you you have this moment where you're like, what in the world am I doing? Right. I, I mean, I, the business is literally killing me. Sure, I have these successes, but I'm not happy. I'm I'm missing out on you know this valuable time with my kids. Enough is enough. And that was when I I vowed to take my life back. So how did you start the process? Uh, when you you say you hit the restart button, how did you start back up again? I mean, what an amazing 
act that was, I mean, I, I can imagine, I'm sitting here having this reaction. I can imagine most of our <laughs> audiences, too. What? You canceled orders? You took your website down? You're, how did you ever manage to come back from that? And not only come back, but come back even stronger. So, so when you hit that restart button, what happened? Right. Well, I mean, I, I really face the reality that, you know, all the, the success in the world means nothing if you don't have your happiness, your family, or your health. True. And at that point, I really didn't have that. So I, you know, what I did was, you know, probably, you know, was, you know, um, pretty intense. But, you know, I shut everything down. Um, I And I moved away into a lake house mm-hmm. with my kids. And I spent a year uh, just reevaluating the the business plan. And really what it came down to was after I shut everything down with the business, I knew that before I even thought about, you know, what I was going to do work-wise, I knew that I need to have a life plan in place before I had a business plan. Okay. And so I, I took that time to, to think about what are my core needs? What do I need each day to make me feel fulfilled uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually? What are those things that I have to have in my day to make me feel complete? They're going to bring me those, you know, daily moments of, of happiness. Um, what what kind of mother do I want to be, and and how what kind of role do I want to play in my children's lives, and you know what kind of woman do I want to be, and you know I really did a lot of soul searching to find answers to those questions and to create my manifesto, and then when it came to work, you know what you know what is my genuinely worthwhile work, what is something that is that I that is. I am passionate about and will move me forward to my long-term goals. Because when I sat there and I thought about I mean, I was doing a lot of things that could be characterized as busy work. That, oh, sure. um, things that were, you know, that I was doing, you know, that I thought might maybe pay off in the end. I was doing pro bono stuff. I was, um, you know, getting pulled in all these different directions. Well, really, all I was doing was sabotaging my own happiness and my own business's success. Right. And, 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 you know, once you sit back and you really think through everything and you write it down on paper, and for me it was creating this manifesto, that, that helped keep me grounded. And that, made, that was my, what I used to navigate and make sure that I was pointed due north on this new path, this new chapter of my life where I was going to put family first and then build my business around my family. Because for far too long, I was, you know, you know, building my business and then raising my family around my business. Yes. And, and that's, it's all backwards. You have to have, put your family first. Okay. And it's, and it's, Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just, it's, I think a lot of times, too, we think that, you know, I'm going to put my family first. But you, your actions have to speak louder than your words. You have to, you know, schedule family time just as you would conference calls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, instead of snuggling up with Fifty Shades of Grey, snuggle up with your husband. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there's actions that you can take each day that show your family that you're putting them first instead of just saying it. Sure. Your words and your actions have to be in sync with each other. And so so this working mom manifesto came came out of this exercise that you started performing when you were at the lake house. And yes. Now it is it, it is something that you you put first and foremost for any de- decision that you're going to make with your business you you bounce right. it off of this manifesto because it's 
it has to fit your life plan. If it doesn't fit your life plan, it's not fitting in your business plan either. So what, what exactly. are some of the what's some of the what what are some of the things if you were to share the working mom manifesto with our listeners what are some of the things that they can put to use in it whether they're most of our listeners are entrepreneurs uh, but you know whether you're a working mom whether you're you know for another company whether you're running your own business what are some of the takeaways that they could apply? Well, I mean definitely, in, at the um, I mean it, it's a it's a personal. I mean, a lot of these questions that I that um, I was asking myself. I mean, they're very they're very personal, and and you have to dig deep and think about what it means to you. And I actually have on the on the WorkingMomManifesto.com website where you can download your own templates for mm. creating a manifesto with some of the questions that I that I worked through and and you know, what family meant to me, what role, you know, what is my legacy, you know, how do I want my, you know, husband to view me, um, you know, what are my, you know, core needs, what do I need in my life each day to make me feel fulfilled, um, where, you know, there's that, that same exercise that I went through, um, I have I have the template for that on the website, and, you know, and I also am, you know, I do coaching to help people work through their, their manifesto, and for me, putting that Putting those answers down on paper, I mean, it's it's so freeing because you're not spending all that time wondering, okay, should I do this? Should I do this? You already know. You've right. already done the work. You've got the master plan down, and now it's just a matter of executing. And with that guiding me, I was able to transform from, you know, disaster to renewal in, in just 12 months. And That's pretty quick, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and really, I mean, and it's, it's almost comical when I look back at it because, I mean, at that point with my business, I had pulled out of some things, and I was, you know, my sales goals were um, hitting about half a million. Right. And the reality was after that year of me unplugging everything and then really starting that new chapter with my family first, um, I, I didn't hit the half a million. I hit five million wow. in sales. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your priorities know, it, were straight. Yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't only successful. I mean, it dominated. And right. and 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 I wasn't working 80 hours a week. I was working 30 hours a week. Yeah. And I mean, and it's just that shift. But you know, I wasn't spinning my wheels anymore. I wasn't right. wondering, you know, is is it should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? I knew exactly what my mission was. I knew exactly how I was going to accomplish my goals. And I and I had this, this fierce drive that, you know, I knew for a fact it was putting my family first. And and as a mom, we need to know that. I, I think that it's hard for us to go out there and work when we think that we're sabotaging our family. Oh, I should be there with my kids. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. But when we know for a fact that, okay, I'm spending these, you know, six hours away with my family, but you can quantify that this is moving my family forward, this is going to allow me to do this with my kids, and this is how I'm going to bring more fulfillment into our lives. Then right. it's, it's it's exciting. And, yeah. Well, and you're, you're, yeah, you have your priorities, you're focused, and the fact <clears> of the matter <throat> is, is that when you're at your work and just the things that you just named, you're at work but you're, wonder, you're worried about, oh, I, I wonder how this is impacting my kids, I, I didn't get to this recital, I'm, I'm missing this school play, or I'm not going to be there tonight to get them to bed. And so you're really not focused on your work 100% and giving it your best. And then when you're with your family, you're you're thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got this order due tomorrow, I've got that proposal due on Monday. And so you're not, you're not giving any 
either one of them, your full attention, and it just has happened to you, everything suffered as a result. Exactly. I mean, and you're 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 torn between the two, and you're not being fully present in either one of them. Yeah. I mean, so ever everybody loses. Right. And right. You really have to break out of that. And then one of the things I talk about in the book is you know work life balance. You know that's thrown around a lot. And you know and and you know my take on it is it, it's a complete mess. I mean, the reality is, I mean, it, you know, having a sick child at home is going to affect how perky you are at that eight a.m. meeting at right. work. And, I mean, having a crazy deadline is going to affect whether or not you are able to, you know, have a, a nice dinner for your family that night. Those okay. are realities. And instead of, you know, lying to yourself and thinking that you can draw this imaginary line in the sand that's going to compartmentalize your two worlds, I mean, it's it's not so much about work-life balance. It's about having your life in control and right. and knowing that, you know, this is the plan. I mean, we can think back. I mean, I, I know I certainly can, and I'm sure you can too. I mean, there's these moments in your life where you were working, oh, my goodness, you know, 18-hour days eating, you know, peanut butter sandwiches mm. and for work, yeah. and you were excited. Sure. It was invigorating and because you knew that there, were, there was something that you were passionate and you were committed to and there was a payoff and you were the one calling the shots. Right. And, and those moments are okay. It's when we get into those moments where, we feel that we don't have control out of it. We're we're doing it for the man, and 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 we don't really want to be doing it, and we're kind of conflicted about why we're even doing it in the first place. Yes, that's when work-life balance. You know, you start thinking, oh well, there's not the balance. Well, it, it's not so much yeah. about the balance. It, it happens. It happens to a lot of entrepreneurs that I know, and it's it's very systemic. It once once that happens everything just goes south. You're not happy at home. You're not happy at work. I'm curious to know, you know, you took the year away to focus on what was important to you or what is important to you and to make a commitment to that. You came back. You went from less than a half a million to five million. So what, how did you, did you talk to your customers prior to doing this? I mean, how how did you get back into a position with them where they, you know, some people would say, "Well, shoot, you shut down; they're not going to trust you anymore." Uh, how did you How did you work with your customers and with your your manufacturers and so forth during this period, so that when you did have everything in place, you were able to come back and hit that five million dollar goal? Well, I was definitely. I mean, I definitely communicated with people, and I let them know that you know we were we were taking a bit of a sabbatical um, sure. to, to step away, and that. Um, and that, you know, this is something that needed to be done. And I made sure that I, you know, I fulfilled my obligations the, the best I could. It wasn't right. like I, you know, took anybody's money and then ran off. Um, so, you know, and, and once and when I started to come back, I was communicating. But I also, when I came back, I had a completely different business model. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I was reaching out to different people. The existing customers I had, I was communicating with. And they understood the value of why I had changed over my business model. Right. And, and uh, you know, and I, and I did communicate. Um, so there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to do that. I would never suggest just, you know, walking out on your, your um, obligations. Um, but also I think 
it's a very slippery slope because I think a lot of times we get, and I know that I struggled with this. I knew things weren't going the way I wanted them to be going with the business. I knew that I was being run ragged and I wasn't getting the payoff that I wanted, but I was so scared to change anything. Yeah. You know, the devil known is, is, is better than the devil unknown. And I was so scared. Well, I really, I, I trapped myself in this thinking that I had no other choice. I had to do this. And and right. for so long, I knew, I was like, well, I have, you know, these customers that are ordering for me, and they expect me to have this. I'm going to have to just keep doing this. And and I kept letting myself, getting sucked back into that vacuum that I know was just going nowhere but sucking the life out of me. But, I mean, how could I stop? Right. And I, right. And that was what was so powerful for me when I sat there and said, you know what, no, I am taking my life back, and I can stop it. Boom. Unplug. Yeah, and you, you, you just did it. You didn't gradually ease into that. You you just did it and you went cold right. turkey basically. And that was that was the right. way that was the way you finally got it turned back around. You have talked about your website, Working Mom Manifesto, that there are templates out there that can be downloaded and yes. our listeners can create their own manifestos using those. You also have a site called Glamalife dot com that I mentioned in your introduction. Tell us about that. Yes. Glamalife.com is is something that I that I had started and it, and it really incorporates you know all aspects about you know being you know more you know being engaged with your with your family playful parenting um, you know it's a it's more um, it's more parenting focused and it also you know has the lifestyle line and the the um, the baby clothing that I design that's a topic of that um, the the working mom manifesto.com is geared more specifically towards working moms who are struggling with work-life balance. Okay. Okay. And so Glamour Life is, is more about uh, encouraging others to embrace their life, get inspired. And, and the be glamour part is uh, your lines. It's it's uh, yes. showcasing those. Okay. And it's a, you have a large community. It's 50,000 strong. Um, yes. When you, it talks about parenting, you said, so what are some of the, staying on the topic of parenting, what are some of the systems that parents, I'm going to say parents here because there are plenty of probably men out there in the same position, um, and especially more and more men are seeking that uh, that balance and have probably gone through some of the same situations that you did. Um, so right. what are some of the different systems that you do need to have in place as a as a professional, as a business owner, uh, when you've got you've got kids and unexpected twists occur? Right. I mean, I think one of the one of the like basic systems that I that I stick to is I, I call it the, the the crib method, and um, the C stands for communication. Um, I think it's really important that you communicate with your kids about what's going on um, with your business and what's going and what to expect for the day. Setting expectations. Um, uh, with my three kiddos, each morning when we have a breakfast, I, I you know talk to them. You know, this is what you know, mommy's doing today, this is, you know, the, you know, the time frames, what did you guys want to do today, what, you know, what is everybody's agenda for the day, and then, and then making sure that everyone's voice is heard and that they understand what I am doing. Um, so there's that open communication that right. it's not, you know, I think too many times you, we, you know, you, it's easy to underestimate your kids and like, oh, well, they're not going to know what's going on. They just need to know that mommy's busy. Well, then all of a sudden the business can become this, this redheaded stepchild that they yeah. don't understand, and then it just takes mommy away from them. And there can be this resentment 
Yeah. And and it doesn't have to be that way. Um, I mean, I know with my kids, I mean, they're very involved with my business. They know exactly what I do. They're excited about all the little victories. They want to know why yeah. something didn't work out. And they ask, they ask a lot of questions. So when I tell them, you know, just like, you know, it's summertime, so they're with me all day. And, and, and just like, you know, when I'm chatting with you. They know what mommy's doing, and they're excited to hear about, you know, how, how did the how did the call go, and what did y'all talk about? And right. because those 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 open lines of communication are there. Right. Um, so the next one for the crib is is R, which is respect. And I think that there's you have to have a level of mutual respect. If I want them to respect that I need quiet for a you know hour long conference call. I need to extend some respect to them as well and let them know that it's important for them that we have 15 minutes for them to ride their bike around the neighborhood a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it's not, you know, critical to the date and it's not a factor in whether or not we're able to, you know, pay the mortgage, but still, <laughs> their needs have value and it's yes. mutual respect. And they know that if they accommodate and make sure that mommy gets her things done, that I'm going to make their needs a priority too. And we're both going to work for each other. It's a family. It's give and take. Yes. Um, the but the next ask. I. Sure, go ahead. The I. What what does that stand for? I is for in, is for involvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I try to find opportunities to you know let the kids be a part of the little things I'm doing. Like you know I'm a you know children's clothing designer, so say I'm I'm shopping for fabric that I you know I take them involved and I and I let them know about different. Um, like, okay, what do you all think about matching this? Or, oh, I'm going to go on this business trip, and these are the people that I'm going to talk to. If I'm having a meeting with uh, Target, I will, you know, talk to them about the people that I'm meeting with. And the, when they feel involved and engaged, yes. it's not just about this What this is what mommy does. It's more about it being a family business, and they have right. a sense of ownership, and that everyone is on the same page with wanting it to be successful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I haven't had kids myself. What you're saying is exactly the way to go. If it's if at all possible, it is the way to go because my kids were the, involved from the get-go too. Both of them ended up working with me for uh, several years during high school. They had jobs here doing different things. And even wow. as they were growing up, you know, they – they uh, would come into the business. They they knew it as well as any of my my staff, pretty much, because we talked about it. They they got to meet people they would have never met before. I mean, they were they were as much a part of it and as passionate about it as I was. So I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying here, and I'm eager to hear the B part. What is what is <laughs> the, the, the B? The B is boundaries. Yes. And, you know, I mean, you know, as much as I, you know, want the, you know, the kids to be involved, you have to have boundaries. You know, I have my, my office time where this is the set hours that mommy has scheduled to, to work. And, and also, too, it's up to me to uphold those boundaries. If I tell them that I'm going to be, you know, I have to write this article and it's going to take me two hours and this is what I'm focused on, that means that mommy has to be sitting there writing that article and I can't be surfing around on Pinterest or, or, or calling, you know, to talk about, you know, you know, some random news headline. I mean, I need to, you know, be mindful of the boundaries as well. And I have, you know, I have, you know, the business and a lot of responsibilities and my three kiddos, so my days are full. And it's and it's for everyone's best interest that I adhere to choose those boundaries that those that time management system that I've set up each day. I you have to stick to it. 
Yes, and I, I'm sure that uh, it's difficult at times, but and and you know you have your days probably where things don't work out quite as well, but that doesn't mean that you can't make the adjustments and get right back on track the next day. I mean, unexpected things do come up, and when you right. at least when you've got when you've got something like crib, when you've got a process that you can when those unexpected things arise, uh, if you have a process in place, it's you can always go back to it. It's not like you're starting everything all over again. It's it's a, a great tool. I'm glad that you went through it all with us. I have a question, though. Have, have any of your kids expressed any interest in, in someday being a part of the business with as much as you involve them? You know, it's funny that they, they what they talk about a lot is they want to have their own businesses. Not so ah. much that they want to be a part of mine, but they uh-huh. have their own little things that that they want to do. And um, they've definitely expressed interest in, in being entrepreneurial. So it'll be interesting it, it to see. It definitely will be, yeah. So yeah. any, it, why don't you run us through your websites again for anybody who's listening who wants more information, who would like to get a copy of the Working Mom Manifesto, uh, any of the other tools that you have out there online. Give us give us all that information again. Well, sure, absolutely. The, the book is The Working Mom Manifesto, and you can buy it at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the website is WorkingMomManifesto.com, where you can download the, the manifesto templates, the, you know, the daily action plans. And also it's, it's a community where I feature a lot of other working moms and what they're doing and what works for them. So it's a great resource so you don't feel alone, that we can all help each other and support each other and, you know, figuring out out, you know how to how to have both our professional and personal successes, and yes. then also glamalife.com is the, the parenting side where we have a lot of fun. We talk about all the the, the you know fun things to do with your kids, and the, of course the baby clothing line, Glamajama. Right. Okay. Well, Heather, you have been a wealth of information today. I'm so happy that you have found uh, a process, that you've found uh, a way to make this all work. Uh, Hopefully, because of your experience and the fact that you're willing to share it, that will help many other women who are out there to not have to go through some of the extreme measures that you had to to take to get back on track. (laughs) So so hopefully you're helping some women not have to experience that. So uh, thank you very much for being on our show today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So Heather Shook, the CEO and founder of the leading children's brand Glamajama and the author of the Working Mom Manifesto. And for all of you who would like more resources for how to grow your business, you can go out to our website at ithinkbigger.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ithinkbigger, or you can like our Facebook page, Thinking Bigger Business, or you can do all of those things. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.